Yeah, I'm quarantine clean, so relax. I'm quarantine clean, but got a slime disease. I got holes on their knees and not trying to leave. Time to floss, cause I got money right behind my teeth. With a loaded up in this water, I got go. high my knees. Mama's in a Let's go. Living on the ground. Everybody got that COVID track. I got that slime disease. <laughs> that is quarantine clean, turbo, gunna, and young bug. Relax. Or, or just turbo and guess who. <laughs> <laughs> turbo and take your pick. Yeah, yeah very that. difficult to differentiate between gunna and uh, young bug on that one. No, no, I think I think turbo. it is clean. Quarantine clean was a good it is good clean. name of the track. Yo, it really the track is, is clean. clean. It really is. Hit, clean. hit him with the intro. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. I'm McKean. Jacob. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, yeah, really like that track. I was kind of, I don't know why. I've just been on some other shit lately, dude. You know what it is? Like Celine Dion. I stopped smoking. So, you know, okay. it's, uh, I think I think my brain is just like having some violent reactions lately. It's just okay. going to weird places. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm feeling very Alex Jonesy in these past couple of days. So like, don't when, don't don't say that. When well, they're turning the frogs gay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, but what I mean is pizza when, gate. <laughs> when they, <laughs> dude, let let's not go no, there. let's not get into let's that. not go there. But um, when Jake sent me that track, I kind of said that Gunna sounded a little bit generic on that track. But really, I I think the more I listen to it, the more I can see Gunna just. Has it, a very it clean probably, yeah, flow. probably the smoothest I've heard Gunna like as far as the hook and the vocals. He's definitely a product of the times. Yeah, and he's he's doing well. Like it's not as good, it's not as clean and smooth as like his verse on Yosemite. Oh, I think Yosemite man. is my favorite that, Gunna yeah. verse yeah. or hook, whatever. Just he's a good best feature. feature. Yeah, him. You know what? There are um, somebody was bringing this up. There are hip hop cheat codes, and before I would say the hip hop cheat codes of the 2010s and maybe even earlier were. Lil Wayne. Oh yeah. Lil Wayne, any song he gets on kind of like a hit and, and to to define what a cheat code is, it's anybody you really can just get and you're gonna well, yeah, the t- song's yeah, gonna take it, chart. Take it more so out of hip hop like a Bruno Mars or even back towards hip hop via Post Malone. Post I mean, Malone. Cheat, code, cheat codes. Sway Lee in the feature aspect. Yes. Anytime you get Sway Lee on a feature, it, it's gonna be fire. Definitely. Um I think Gunna, Twenty One Savage. Yeah. Uh Travis. Travis, honestly, not really. Well, yeah, because Travis, but he's getting there. He well, I don't think he cares about features like the rest of them. Travis isn't going to give you like a really good feature. But when he does, you get a song like SZA. Yeah, like that was a SZA, good feature. The one he gave Kid Cudi for uh, Passion Pain and Demon's Land, not through the late night. It was I don't remember the name of the track, yeah. but it, it's where they're almost emulating each other. That one's a really good Travis feature. I need but, to go back. I don't even remember that. It's one. awesome. It's been a minute since I've been back to that album though. But there are. Um, I think I think Gunna's gonna be gonna be in there for sure. Um, Baptized in Fire. Oh, okay. Man, that I, was the track off of. I love. I like that album. It just I album. haven't gone back. Put to that on before you go to sleep. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So what are we talking about today? Today we are going to be doing a double hitter for you guys. We're going to be talking about Thundercat and Knowledge. Yes. Thundercat's very album. very similar. They're, to they're each def- other, they're definitely in the same space. Fuck with a lot of the same artists, um, but Thundercats, it is what it is, and uh, Knowledge, nineteen eighty eight. Yes, but before we get into that, we got a little bit of news. We'll start off since we've already kind of talked about Gunna. Gunna has uh, revealed new plans for a album during the coronavirus crisis. Hopefully, it's better than Dripper Drown Two. Um, I have I have more hope in this album than I have in Dripper Drown Two or any of his past projects, simply for the fact that I think Gunna has. Switched up his sound a little bit and is leaning more on the melodies. 
the yeah, and the the project is tentatively titled Wanna. Okay. W U N N A. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Never knows? mind. Never Apparently, mind. he's put out a, a single Ford already skybox. Have you heard that? I That's not a good sign. It took, it took, yeah, it took Young Thug for me to listen to Quarantine Clean. Let's give yeah, let's people see. a live reaction. Let's see if iTunes has got this. So it was called Skybox by Gunna. It might not be out. Well, that was in my library. Let's go to oh. all Apple Music. I hate when Apple Music does that. Motherfucker, we all stream music now. Why are you searching the library even? Yeah. Nobody's buying albums. And Jake wasn't buying albums to begin with. Hey. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> I got letters from Charter to... I'm not gonna lie, the uh, album art's kind of crazy. That is... Okay, so definitely taking from the Babushka Boys. Ah. Uh, it's ASAP Rocky all the way, Babushka Boys. No, it's just because he's wearing a bonnet. Yeah, but... Okay. Push the light towards it. Let's hear it, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's I, already like I more like catchy. It's, going. it's yeah, yeah, already yeah. more catchy than anything I heard on Dripper Drown too. It's more catchy. The production sounds a bit more like higher budget, I would say. What I what I think in order for an artist like Gunna to really see that sort of success, I think you need to give him a big budget. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he's gonna need features. A lot of features. I, I wouldn't say a lot, but you, you need some listen, good chemistry if features. Every single track does not have a feature. I don't want to hear it. This one doesn't, and he put it out as a single. So okay, that's. I, fair. I mean, I'll listen to it by by itself and kind of base an opinion off of. What's it. like the Gunna song that you've heard like by itself? Though, do you have one that like you go to? <laughs> I, I gotta put me on. No, like I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. No, to, not be, really. to be clear, we really. I mean, both of us. I think we fuck with Gunna as a feature more than we do as a, as a solo artist. Yeah. That's what there's, I mean. There's not a, a solo Gunna song that I'm like, damn. Like, yeah. You have uh, Drip Too Hard, but obviously that's got Baby on it. Yeah. Um, the one he did, uh, No Time with Playboy Cardi. Exactly. Like, Go ahead and keep listing feature. his features. And I don't want a bunch of just like industry features. I want people that Gunna's got chemistry with, like a Young Thug, like a Travis. See, you and I are going for completely different albums here. I If I were the... If I were the record executive in charge of Gunna's album, I'd be like, "All right, what's our budget? Let's get let's get as many QC artists as we can." You know, like I want to see him with Lil Baby. I want to see him with Thug. I want to see him even maybe with the Migos. I could see that. Definitely want to hear him with Travis. But I also would like to see some maybe even left field features, kind of like a Post Malone, maybe even just get him on track. Post Malone and Gunna could make an interesting. Oh, anybody song. can make an interesting song with Post Malone. That's true. That's true. He'll do it. Uh, so we'll see what that comes. Project's called Wanna. I think we'll see not, some growth here. Uh, yeah, there's not a, a release date with it yet. But right now, it, we've kind of seen two lanes of people during this whole coronavirus thing. Either they're rushing to get the project out, which in my opinion, which I, mean, I don't know all the label interactions and how that stuff works. Right. But in my, from my point of view, I would think that getting the album out as soon as possible would reap better benefits for you because... What do people have to do but sit at home? Unless you live in Greenville, South Let's Carolina, and then it. you're just out like it's a normal fucking day. <laughs> but see, yeah, but from my opinion, I would think you would want it out now because people have the best opportunity. You get the best opportunity of being heard right now. But think about an artist like Gunna. Think about artists, um, artists similar to Gunna. Where are they? Where is their music being played? Clubs. Exactly. Where? What are not open right now? Clubs. So we don't want to hear that right now. 
I don't know. And, and I mean, you've got like bigger artists like Alicia Keys, who the album's been delayed. I don't know if they've, they've attributed it to coronavirus, but it was supposed to come out in March. Here we are in April, which big artists tend to have delays. Yeah, I was going to say, let's be honest, too. A, a lot of big big record label artists do push albums back I guess that to makes, build more hype. I guess that makes sense why we saw like which Thundercats album got delayed a couple times. Yeah. But I guess when you're quarantined or sitting at home, you're... At least from my perspective, I'd be more inclined to listen to Knowledge or Thundercat at home than I would Gunna. Yeah. From the same point of view, like it's played in clubs. Yeah, I like to hear I like to hear something that's a bit more introspective, something that has a bit more of a vibe. Not saying that I mean like quarantine clean, I've I'd listen to that while I'm playing, you know, my PlayStation. By the way, I've beaten three games since quarantine has started. Oh yeah? I beat Kingdom Hearts. I beat that Uncharted. Drake, Jake, you saw me playing that. Mm-hmm. I died 87 times. And um, I'm almost done with Assassin's Creed 2. When I tell you guys I have nothing to do, <laughs> I have nothing well, to do. Well, I'm still working, and you loaned me what? It was uh, Batman Arkham City, yeah. Batman Arkham Asylum, Red Dead Redemption, and Kingdom Hearts, Go one ahead. of the original yeah, PlayStation the two 3. Yeah, and a half remakes. And I haven't started it because I'm still working, yeah. so I'm waiting until I'm not <laughs> because I don't want to run through all my... Like quarantine, right? Content. Red Dead. I mean, that's like sixty to eighty hours of gameplay. You're gonna be yeah. fine. You're yeah. gonna be fine with just that. One and alone. I still have like th- my three favorite Fallout games. I can go back and play. Exactly. So I'm good for quarantine. Hook your friends up. Listen yeah. to me. Now is the time to hook your friends up with as many good games as you can. Play online. You know, have fun. So, on the note of quarantine and coronavirus, we've seen a lot of celebrities and musicians alike <laughs> doing. <laughs> Live stream. Charlemagne's friend. Yeah, so Scott Storch. Yeah, we'll read with a couple of comments. So Scott Storch and Manny Fresh linked up and did a little like DJ session where they're playing music. Well, a lot of celebrities came in to like weigh in on what was going on. You can go ahead and read Charlemagne's Instagram comment on the live. I think a lot of people were clowning the idea of um, Scott Storch and Manny Fresh being on live because. They're not really relevant right now. Well, Scott Scorch, Scott Scorch did. Um, I don't think it was Trippy's he last did Trippy, album. He did but a, he's done he some did stuff for Trippy. Trippy. He's still active. He has some of the best like keys. Like yeah. if you want some really good keys, you go to Scott Storch. I'm not saying that, but I mean like a lot of younger yeah kids aren't, aren't gonna know. Our generation apparently won't know. But um, Charlemagne the God, <laughs> y'all never had a pair of fresh black and white soldieries, and it shows. And. The- <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely a calling to Manny Fresh, and uh, oh, it's just it's a great comment. Ti came on at some point. Um, I saw some screenshots from this live a couple days ago. Ti at some point commented, "This is egregious." <laughs> so he must have been playing some beat, or it may even been. I know that. The, I think he meant that in a good way. Yeah. By the way, I don't think he understands the proper usage of egregious. Though. Yeah, and I didn't. I wasn't watching it live, so I don't know what what he was actually referring to. Um, there was another comedian. I can't remember his name. Uh, <laughs> Is that Michael Rappaport by chance? No, okay. um, it it was his like first and last name in comedy was his lap, but it was it was somebody that I had heard of, but I for some reason cannot remember his name. But he he said Lil Duval. No, he said something. He said um, these are our lesbian soccer coaches making beats, <laughs> <laughs> and you just look at him. Both Scott Storch mainly just has had a lot of Botox, a lot of uh, cosmetic surgery. Look at dude, look at his face. He looks like a toad. <laughs> and he always has sunglasses on, but that's because the man's always blitzed. Coked out like a motherfucker. Yeah, Rumor dude. is, Scott Storch blew his money on his nose. Um, that's just what I've heard. 
Uh, but you know, no, no, no he's, shade. He's, he's no shade. Money. He's a, he's still he's still a damn legend. Yeah, oh, he's of always. Course, if, of course. If, if go follow him on Instagram, he's doing lives all the time. Uh, Everybody is ninth yeah. one. Which he was doing it before coronavirus, yeah. putting up like whatever beats he was working on, and he is always rolling some some dank up. A lot of people are doing. Uh, a lot of people are doing Tory concerts. Dude, Tory Lane's radio show is breaking like fucking Instagram right now. Drake has been on it. Him and um, Megan the Stallion were on it. I like that a lot of people are just getting creative with being inside, and we're seeing like. Well, yeah, it's either creative or, or they're like, "Oh my god, I can't get any attention because I'm indoors. Right. I have to have it." I hate the. I mean, a lot of people are clearly running out of shit to talk about, so you're just getting like inundated with lives all if, day. If I was it's, a, it's a celebrity. I mean, like, we've seen how celebrities, like, affected people like Kanye. Like, he's obviously had, like, a lot of battle Why doesn't with... Kanye do sermons right now, by the way? You'd think he'd be doing, like, live streams yeah. of, of Sunday service. Right. But if I was a celebrity, I think I would take this time to, like, be away from everything. Yeah. Like, do you feel like if you were a celebrity, like, I feel like at some point it would get annoying. And you can see that from a lot of people's interviews. They're getting Kind of talking of about it. fame. Like, I would use this... As a time to really quarantine and just kind of get away from everything. Well, I mean, me personally, I've taken this time to really just focus on myself. And other than you, I mean, other than you, I really haven't been hanging out with anybody. Yeah, neither. So uh, I've really taken this time to focus on my family, my friends. I think this, a lot of negative has come from this. And the fact that South Carolina doesn't want to be inside. We're really Florida's cousin. We're getting there. We're about to have a shitty yep. reputation. <laughs> fucking florida but um yeah I, i've taken this time to really just sober up and you know work out more so i think just take this time for yourself yeah but yeah as a celebrity I, I i think as a celebrity though i would probably do a couple of lives a week maybe not every day though yeah i would i would just try to disappear <laughs> i don't know that's just me i think i'd take that time to you're the kind of person though you're very like a recluse yeah, I wouldn't. Which, yeah, if if I was, you're very if I was a celebrity, you'd be kind of in the same lane as like an Uzi or a Kendrick, Cuddy. where when they put something out or come out, it's a big deal. But yeah. if they're not talking, you you don't know where they're. I'm doing the Tory Lanes route, where I'm <laughs> like, hey, burr, burr, burr. <laughs> yeah. Um, J. I Cole, like the fuckery a little bit. <laughs> J Cole's middle child goes five times platinum, Insane. which is bonkers to me. Which it was. Put out as a single and let's it got him, a lot of let's traction. Give him a round yeah. of applause. Let's give him a round of applause. It was a single that got put out on its own, and then it got tacked on to Revenge of the Dreamers, and then it got tacked on to the Revenge of the Dreamers, reloaded with all the other. So it's gotten three platforms to be listened to. So it's had a little bit of help, but it's a great song. Dreamville put out a video for Lambo Truck, I think, recently, as well yesterday, perhaps. Uh, I don't. It's not attached to this article. Yeah, they put out a single. No, I mean, good for good for J. Cole. It's a good, I mean, it's a really good song. That's when he calls out Lil Pump, right? No, that was, well, he kind of mentions it a little bit again. Um, but he's, it's really just talking about the industry as a whole. That the 1984, the, the fall off yeah. was the one where he was talking about Lil Pump. This is the one where he's talking about how he feels like he's the little brother and big brother at the same time. Talks about, uh, I think he has a line where he said, just met 21 Savage. Now I'm about to meet Jigga for lunch. Like he's mm. talking about having like connections to all these people, both. Old heads, new. Don't mean, it's a good feel song. like our generations that like we're the so. middle. I think especially like if you're if you're like 24, 25 right now, 
you're definitely the middle child of the millennial and the Zoomer. Like, you don't belong in either category. Almost. Yeah, and... It's very weird. I was thinking about that the other day, because obviously, like, my the, my music moniker is Millennial Mastermind, but I'm Gen Z. Mm-hmm. So I kind of prepared myself. If anybody <laughs> were to call me on that and be like, bro, you were born in 95. I'd yeah. be like, yeah, but both of us, like, I think we were always kind of hanging out with the grade above us. Yeah. And I always was around, like, the older kids. A lot so of I my kind friends of feel are older. involved in that more, more so than the Z or the Zoomers, whatever yeah. the hell you want Zoomers to are, like, TikTok and... I think if you're, I think of Zoomers, I think I'm like 16 to 19 years old, you know, but I don't, it, it hurts me to think about these I just, generations. I think we're kind of fucked either way because people don't like either one. Yeah. You know, last bit of news before we jump into uh, the two albums today, six, nine was released from prison. We put it on the Instagram, um, but no, nobody has seen or, or heard from him. And I think that's going to be that way for a while. I know when they were talking about this that there were going to be some restrictions put on him. There were some rumors that he was going to be restricted from internet access, which really is not a bad thing for him at this point because his internet access is what got him into a lot of his trouble because he was airing it all. There was a lot of fuckery attached to it. Not to say, I mean, let's be honest. We've talked about 6 9 He's a genius when it comes to utilizing the internet to promote himself. So I'm hoping when all the dust settles for this, if he does try to revamp a music career, that he doesn't abandon that. I hope he just kind of redoes or rethinks the way he portrays himself. Let's online. be clear. He can't abandon it. It's his brand. It's yeah. a part of 6 9 Yeah, he's going to have to continue to kind of be that, that internet troll, but yeah. back off to an extent. Can I be real with you? I think the best days of 6 Nine's career are behind him. Yeah. I think he's going to be sort of a soldier boy figure in hip-hop where he comes around every once in a while, he gives us some memes, and then he kind of dips. Because let's be real here. The best tracks from 6 9 I don't want to shit on him. I liked his first project, uh, Gummy Boy. Dummy Boy. Is that what it was? Uh, Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Who cares? Um, but I like certain tracks, especially the more aggressive songs, but 6ix9ine was always a one-trick pony who used, um, social media to elevate his status. Yeah. And he used the fact that he was always calling people out on Gummo. Gummo was the album, right? Gummo was a single, single. Uh, but the two What's projects he put out, that's Dummy Boy, Day 69, Graduation, Graduation Day was the one that came out. They both came out in eight. I listened to that one a lot, especially that song that goes, stomp that out. Yeah. That song, crazy. Yeah, Gummo was a single. That was his really, his, big one of the song. big first hits from and 17. Kuda. Kuda's yeah. crazy too. But he was, he's very much a one-trick pony, so you do have to rely on his image. He, he I mean, look at his hair, look at the 6ix9ine tattoos all down his body. It, he knew he wasn't really lyrically inclined. Uh, it, it just is a lot of image, a lot of bravado. And if he's not able to do that, I don't really know how far his career goes. Yeah, I do think there will be an initial boost in his uh, sort of listening. Like when he puts out his first single, I believe it'll go crazy. I believe a lot of people will flock to it. But if it's not a smash of a gummo caliber... He's going to have a hard time in hip-hop. Yeah, and he's a lot of the, the cosigns that he had aren't going to be there now because he got the the rat. I told Jack he can't. He literally can't perform his old catalog. Well, yeah, you can't. He's not going to be able to say Treyway. I mean, he'll be able to. It's not like he's going to abandon it. He's just not going to be able to say that. I so just got an indictment for saying that, by yeah. the way. Wait, he's, he's going to have a little bit. It's going to be an interesting transitional period is yeah, what I'm absolutely. saying. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't see how you can walk away from that image because 
it's on your face. Like, yeah. Obviously, uh, tattoo removal is real, but I don't know that you could go through all Go ahead, dude. You know, look like the thing from the Goonies when he's finished. Yeah. You know who? You know who's an example? Slut love chug. <laughs> <laughs> you know who kind of was able to change their image in a very dramatic way, go from extremely negative to extremely positive, and it worked? R. Is Kelly? <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, Gucci Mane. Yeah. Gucci Mane was definitely about the fuckery, but also you could see it in Gucci's interviews that he was a very just about that life. Yeah. Tri- and, uh, Six Nine was hanging out with people who were about that life. Gucci really killed somebody. Yeah, and let's be fair. Allegedly. Six Nine played up the controversialness, if that's a word, of himself. Whereas Gucci just said, This is who I am, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna be dishonest about it. But I don't think that he glorified it in the way that Six Nine did. In or, his music he did. In the music, but which Gucci Mane at that time in his career didn't have social media like Six Nine had no. social media. And even so, even if he had it now, Gucci Mane's at the age where I don't think he could utilize it as well as somebody like Six Nine could. Yeah, also Gucci Mane he really did not like to talk about his controversy. He's he's from that ilk of, if you know, like when, when he got there was a story of him throwing a girl out of a moving car, yeah. and they, they asked about it on the Breakfast Club, and he goes, "You really think I'm going to talk about that?" Yeah, I mean, Young Thug kind of said this a similar thing, thing with Big Boy, like you're not asking me about open cases, yeah. thank you, like yeah. yeah. Just where six nine would be like, oh, I'm gonna brag about it, even and though then you go my on buddies the, did it. He go and then he goes on the Breakfast Club and says he's. I let my nuts hang. Yeah, I let my nuts drag. That, and that has to do with age, also. To your right, True. I mean, Gucci Man is. We older. T- I think we've talked about that. Right, right. It, yeah, I mean, six nine is what in his twenties. Yeah. Uh, so, it's kind of hard to not, to not sort of play up that that image. Yeah, and, and I mean, granted, six nine is a victim of that. Granted, that's how he made that image was off of that. Right. Because if you go back to his old songs, he was definitely 23. 23. Okay. Well, you should be a... I mean, that's still young. That's still very young. And it's... Uh, yeah, and look at the tra- trajectory he was on. Like, in two years, he had reached the mountaintop in, in prison. Like, yeah, started, ended. Yeah. It really just came and went. There was one more news story I wanted to bring up. Good luck to 6 9 We'll keep an eye out. And... um I, I just, I don't know what he's going to do from here is, is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. But uh, also, YMW Melly tested positive for the coronavirus. Yeah. So I don't really know what that does for him because he is on... He's in he's in a Broward County facility. Is he on moment. death? He's not on death no, row, he hasn't, but he, he hasn't even on... been tried yet, but he's he's been held without bail. Okay. So he can't leave. Well, much. the 6-9 the <clears throat> thing is interesting because now they're going to have some, quote, case law to say, hey, you let this guy out for a problem, but... It, I guess it all depends too on the health care that Broward County has for they're their inmates. They're just going to isolate him, really. I mean, yeah, I mean they're going to treat his symptoms, I'm sure. Right. But yeah, who knows? <clears throat> I don't. I mean, and there's been apparently credible traction that he is going to get out. Like his lawyers really? have said, like I, we have a pretty good case built for him. So that may play into especially his, since he tested positive. Yeah. So I mean, he may get what they call furloughed and let out like to go to a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> no joke. I know that term. <laughs> so he may get released like to a hospital's care. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've seen it in movies. They'll handcuff you to the bed. Like shit, he's yeah. going to be still restrained in a hospital, but who knows? That'd be really shitty. I mean, it's definitely sad. There's been leaked. I think vice ran a story, uh, with an inmate that had a contraband phone and he was like taking videos of the prison. Like he's like, look, everybody's just out walking around amongst us. He said, it only takes one person getting this for all of us to get it in a prison. 
that was really the first thing I thought of when when all this stuff started is this is not going to be good in places like jails. Yeah, no. And and campuses too, university Which, campuses, same thing. Anybody where you, anywhere you have a large amount of people in a confined space or living in close proximity with each other, it's just not and, a good. And granted, thing. with the prison, you have a little bit more of control as to who enters and who leaves, so you can kind of keep a better eye on who you're letting in. Right. A campus is a lot. Anybody can. We, we nursing can go, homes too. Yeah. Nursing homes so obviously they've shut down visitors, but their shipments are still coming in. So there's still ways of it getting in. Excuse me, getting into prisons. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we don't wish coronavirus on anybody. No. Hopefully, this pans out for Melly. MCI is a producer that Top Dog uses a lot. He apparently has shown some symptoms of coronavirus. We read that before we started. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely get well strange soon to times. everybody who has yeah. it. And and um, thankfully, a lot of the people who are getting it, especially I mean, the stories that I'm hearing, it's mild cases. It's not people aren't getting those severe cases and. Sorry to anybody that's lost their lives from this. Yeah, I mean, have you seen members. videos from New York? One of my dude, one of my one of my parents' friends, his daughter works at a hospital in Brooklyn, and she got it. And yeah, she well, has. Dude, they brought symptoms. in the morgues are full in New York City. They've brought in refrigerated trucks. If you could, I found this on wow. Twitter. There was a video of an eighteen wheeler like refrigerated truck in the inside of the trailer. Along the both edges are just bodies in bags. Dude, it's, it's terrible. Like they're yeah. wheeling out. I, I saw it. The, Forklift. We have over two hundred thousand cases in the states. Yeah, well, we've we had as of yesterday, we had six thousand deaths in the United States. Three thousand of them came from New York. Wow, that is incredible. It really is like uh, Washington State, California, New York are are the majority of cases. Yeah, right I now. would not want to be in a in a big densely populated city. Even I mean, Atlanta has a lot of cases. Like I would not want to be in a big city. Chicago lifted up the drawbridges so yeah, to restrict that. movement throughout the city. I'm all for that. I think. Uh, at first, I was saying, like, oh, you know, this is bullshit, keeping people indoors. But when I'm seeing people still kind of going out and acting like everything's normal, it is kind of aggravating. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, just, I'm not telling you not to go anywhere, but, but restrict your travel. But it's just people are unable to do that. And all of a sudden, everybody's well, I, a fucking I don't, marathon I, let's, runner. Let's stop. I wouldn't say they're unable to do that. They're unwilling to unwilling. do that. You're right. You're it's right. negligent and reckless. It really what, is. What our area of the country is doing fucking south um yeah. wash your hands and stay inside people just you know the sooner we abide by those rules the better yeah who knows this could be the last episode of hooks lines of hip-hop we both may get it whoa who knows don't put that on us bro it's crazy times don't put that on us we gonna keep bringing it we will i'm gonna be coughing and everything let's talk about you want to do thundercat or knowledge first Let's do knowledge. Okay. Let's do knowledge. 1988. Uh, for those of you who don't know, knowledge, uh, pretty well-known producer. Uh, most most notable, I think, is his uh, collaboration or his group with Anderson Pock, No Worries, mm-hmm. which Jake and I are both huge fans of. Got the opportunity live. to see them both. Yeah, got to meet Anderson Pack, which still big flex in my life. Um, right before he won a Grammy, dude. Like yeah. right before the Compton album is when we met him, and then boom. Yeah. So. When we were actually at that concert, I had bought a Knowledge album. His last uh, tape that he put out. And I like it. It's a lot like this one. Mm-hmm. Um, you even said it's more so of a beat tape yeah. than it is anything. It's very in, kind of an industrial sound. There's a lot going on. Um, I like 
the joint ventures I think that him and and Anderson Pack have together more than his solo work. The one that I had bought was called Hood Dreams. Hood Dreams, yeah. Um, and we played that when we were driving back home. Yeah, I mean it's it's a great album to throw on like in the background if you just want to hear hear music. This one had a little bit more, not really vocals, but there was some like sampling done and some like little voiceovers that made it a little more interesting. I got really excited when the first track came on. I, I enjoyed the sampling on that one in particular. Um, Don't, Don't Be, be afraid. afraid, which is, I mean, as you expect, that's sort of the vocal loop that he uses throughout the project. Um, when you look at the cover art of the project, uh, it's sort of knowledge and a black and gray background which definitely fits the aesthetic of this project. It is very much, uh, I would say it's gloomy, it's a little atmospheric, and um, it's uh, it's definitely like a darker sort of listen. Yeah. But really there's not that many features. A lot of the songs are very short. Some are, a lot of them are under two minutes, which sort of makes sense when you're listening to something like this. It's, it's clearly just, I, I mean, anybody who's, who's even tried to make a beat you can you you make a beat and it's like a minute and a half to yeah forty five seconds like it's really people don't understand like making a three minute song is time yeah unless consuming. yeah unless you're just gonna do loops and like you build a few melodies and then just stack them it, right. it's a lot of work it's a lot of work um, what I would really compare this to is like if you like we've talked about this a couple episodes ago the chilled cow page on YouTube mm-hmm. like if you just like to hear kind of like lo-fi beats this is more hip-hop beat than lo-fi beat but it's very similar like if if i want if i'm in that mood to listen to chilled cow this is something that i would throw on i will in say, lieu of that as well i will say that another difference too is there are a bit uh there is a bit of experimentation into other genres mm-hmm. he does do kind of like a dance hall uh type of beat towards the bottom half of the track there are some gospel sampling um in the middle and um, uh, there is a lot of soul, I think, in this project. Not not something like Thundercat, but you can definitely tell he dabbles in really everything. And yeah. what I like about producers like Knowledge, I think he's kind of like an alchemist where they really love to find great samples. Absolutely. Like they're willing to dig, like in crates. Um, I think Kenny Beats is a bit like that too. They just yeah, Kenny Beats. I think is more modern with it, like right, that. right. But I think on Unlocked, there was a bit more of like a '90s sort of yeah. feel to it, which 1988 does have moments where I would say it's a lot like '90s hip hop, and it does make sense. I mean, the year 1988, maybe that's kind of similar to that time period he was going for. I don't know. Could have just been. A I wonder, date if, I wonder if that's his. Yeah, I wonder if that's his. That birth might year. be his birthday. Birth year, you think? Well, let's find out. Um, I liked it a lot. I mean, it, with it being something which I can't get anything to pull up. Type in producer. Um, it's not something that I think I'll go back to a ton. In mm-hmm. uh, Hood Dreams, I still I keep that in my car. I listen to it like if I'm just on a drive and want want some background. 1988, <laughs> yeah. age 32. Damn, he looks like what Champagne Poppy right there. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> they put Drake's picture on his Google. Is that Drake result. or is that him? I don't know. Is that Champagne Poppy? I don't think that's Champagne Poppy. I just think he looks kind of similar. Shout out to the fact that we're calling him Champagne yeah, got, Poppy. Drake got a... That is know. so weird. That I, is very strange. I don't know. I don't know why that's there. I guess same same as the cover art. <laughs> weird. Um, but like Hood Dreams, like a, I have to drive a lot for work. If you're just driving, it's a great album to put on if you just like music. If you're a, a hip-hop fan and you want to hear bars, 
you're not going to get it on this. The Anderson Pack song on here, even Anderson Pack, like when you see that feature, it's not a full song. It's him using Anderson Pack's vocals, just kind right. of sampled almost throughout the pro- yeah. throughout the track. For me, like I like Al, I, I've listened to all Alchemist beat tapes. Alchemist is different. Dude. He's I don't got even a think knowledge is on that level. No, yet. he's got a series of beat tapes called uh, Rapper's Best Friend. It goes like from one through four. Incredible to listen to. Listen I mean, to MF Doom Special Herbs. Also, yeah. he's got like nine of those. I would go back to that before I would go to this. Not mm-hmm. not to take anything away from knowledge, but I think he shines the best when he's got somebody like Anderson Pack. Like when they do the No Worries tape. What was the album that came out with them a couple years ago? I had Suede was the big single. No worries. Yeah, yes, album. yes, Lord. Was that what it was called? No. Yes, Lord. Oh, it yeah. Is. Oh, my bad. Um, I liked that better because you you still get like there's some some just knowledge production on this, and then there's also some Anderson Pack. Well, it's more doing, of a it's more of what you'd expect as an album. Yeah. It's definitely what you, like the idea of an album. 1988 is not in the traditional sense an album. Uh, yes, Lord, and um, th- that one too. What is that one called? Link Up? Link Up. Link Up. That's the EP. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the songs off that EP made it onto Yes, Lord. They did. Suede did. That was the big... But see, I kind of like that, that. That live was crazy. I like that format of EP, like the interludes like he has on there, Dat Whip and Don't Stop. Mm-hmm. He uses songs where it's a full song with Anderson Pack singing over knowledge production and then there's little interludes of just knowledge production i kind of like that platform it gives you a little bit of like cleansing of the palate after you hear a full song with vocals and you hear a song with just instrumental mm-hmm. um, yeah i don't want to take anything away from knowledge i think he's great but if if you like beats i think there's better producers to go listen to if you just like to listen to beats me too and i think i would go to hood dreams over this one to be honest yeah probably and, and that may just be for nostalgia well, me. it might be... How long is that one? Is it about 38 minutes? 37 minutes. Okay, so, I mean, I'm not saying it's any shorter, but there were some some tracks I think I enjoyed more on that first project than on 1988. 1988, um, it's not that it drags. It is just a little samey, I will say. Which, I mean, it's the same producer throughout the entire entire project yeah. with with and, very little features so i guess you can't help but get a little sick. and i'll give it to him he's sticking to a format like this 1988 is 38 minutes whereas hood dreams was 37 so you're just kind of staying in that same pocket of time mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. i like that he has more exposure now that kind of anderson pack has blown up knowledge has done a lot he's he's went on tour obviously with um earl, earl and anderson pack but earl and knowledge did a little podcast thing or a couple radio shows on YouTube. On Red Bull Radio. So I'm glad that he got that exposure because I think he is very talented. I Um, listened to that, to their Red Bull Radio show, and it's it's pretty much just like songs that they like to hear. And and Earl talks every, like, three minutes. And they interact on Twitter every now and then. You'll see him, like, adding knowledge. Um, I'd like, I'll be excited to see where he goes from here. Hopefully he'll kind of branch out. I've never really seen anybody else besides, like, Anderson Pack doing stuff, like, with him. And it may just be that we haven't seen, oh, this track was produced by Knowledge. I think he's a bit more underground still, too. Yeah. I'd like to see him kind of branch out, maybe work with some, some other people as well. Yeah. Do you have any favorite tracks that you'd go, go back to? I like to? Don't Be Afraid. I thought that was a good um, intro track. And then the one Anderson Pack is nice, how he blended the vocals uh, from either an unreleased track or a previous project. Uh, but like you said, it is kind of samey. There's not, with it not having vocals, mm-hmm. it kind of just, it's almost like listening to a vinyl. Because yeah. you just let it let it all run together. The the names of the track don't really matter 
as much because there's no vocals right. either doubling down or reinforcing the name of the track. Yeah, I could. I mean, I could see that. It's definitely more something you experience as a whole, something you can put on shuffle. I think if you're if you're an aspiring rapper, if you're an aspiring producer, this is something you put on to gain inspiration. Uh, I like to write to. Uh, albums like this i like yeah, to write see, to chilled cow if, yeah if I'm, writing, writing, if I'm writing i can't do it like i know you'll put on like like compton's yeah. one of your favorite beats i'm like autistic to. though i'll just like some there's something in my head that'll like it's it's literally a i mean we've talked about this it's like a flick of a switch and it's just like ding oh that works and yeah, then like, you just <laughs> i can't write to other people's me like it has to be just instrumentals like i, I just I'll hear flows that they're doing, and it just throws me off of what I'm writing. So I, this is why I like music like this. Yeah. Um, uh, an album that I wrote to a lot um, was Macadelic. Yeah. I, it, I really like to write to stuff that's kind of darker, more nocturnal, and that's where um, I, this one, I think, would land um, towards that side. Yeah, like, and, and if, like if I want to pull theme from a, a song, like I'll listen to an al- album or a track or a project, then start writing about it like thinking back on it i just can't do it while i'm i'm listening to it but like you said if you're an aspiring rapper wanting to make make beats or be a producer i think this is an essential listen for you yeah yeah what are you what are you rating it uh, with it being a it's hard beat to tape, it's it's hard to give a rating it is thundercats having vocals is a little bit easier to grade because i don't know as much about production as I do about like how to master and like mix things so when when there's vocals like i can hear like a, a rounded full Thing with this, I, it's hard yeah. to judge because I don't know the ins and outs of, of how it's made. Right. Um, yeah, I, I would. I definitely don't. I don't want to even give this a score. I think it's just something that you should check out. Like you said, it's it's something to listen to when you're just looking for for something to vibe with. Yeah. All right. Anything else to say about it? No. Shout right. out to knowledge. We come back, Thundercat. Hey everyone, hope you're enjoying the episode so far. If you are, please consider giving us a subscribe. Also, if you're listening on Apple, give us a rate and review. Lastly, if you want to stay up to date on what we'll be discussing on the next episodes, make sure you follow us on Instagram at HLHBO. Thank you all so much. Let's get back into the episode. Oh, wait. That's smooth. I don't know. Um, that was Thundercats Dragon Ball do I don't know. Earth is pretty smooth. Oh, we okay. love the Earth. Oh. So you thought I was I talking about that Mac Miller yeah, future I song. You were. I tricked him. I got him. Uh, no, Earth, Earth is a now good song. you have me though. on audio admitting that <laughs> Lil Dicky's Earth is a smooth song. Got him. That's blackmail. Yeah. Well, you you do say I have all this beach house house merch, so hey, we're square now. Listen to me, now right I now I got him. Jake's giving this album a ten because his favorite artist is on here. We'll um, get to that. I'm just telling you right now. We skipped our fun fact this week, so what you know this week? Yeah. So um, let me let me pull this up real quick. An art, artist with the longest span of greatest pop star rankings, Beyonce. She took the first title in 2008. <laughs> hey, 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 I will not tolerate that. Hey, I'm Beehive. I will not tolerate that. Look, I've said enough slanderous stuff about Beyonce you that can't. if the Beehive was coming for us, they'd come listen for us. Listen to me. Listen to me. When this gets big, we can't have kidding. that on audio. I, I, don't, I don't hate Beyonce. You have to respect Beyonce. All the single ladies out there, you have to respect Beyonce. But she took that title in 2003 and took it again in 2014. So very, good for very, very good. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. 
Jaden, what do you got for us? The first email was sent by Ray Tomlinson to himself in 1971. That's so sick. he must have been quarantined. Just, he had someone needed somebody to talk to. <laughs> Let's send a nice little email to myself. Have you seen those websites where you can get a prison pen pal? That is egregious. <laughs> that, listen, Ti, that is egregious. That That's is a way you. That's egregious. <laughs> How do you go about signing up for this? Is it like an age verification? I saw it on the TikTok. One of my friends posted it on hers. I mean, the last thing we need is underage people writing people in jail. I, I did not give a name of a website. All I'm saying is it, that that that's out there for anybody who is looking for a friend. Okay. That would be interesting, I think. I really think those guys are just like trying to find a place to stay. Maybe. <laughs> Once they get out, you know? <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Um, Before we talk some sneaker news, on the Jay Electronic episode, I mentioned that I was going to talk about Tigers, and I was going to talk about Tiger King documentary, but now I didn't realize that it was going to blow up like it did. So I apologize for not talking about that. Man, you should have hit it because yeah. But go back if if you haven't watched it. You said you're not watching until the hype dies down. It's pretty entertaining. You know what it is, dude. I'm I'm going to write him. I'm going to write Joe Exotic. That's going to (laughs) be my prison pen pal. You know, somebody was saying that Cardi B's like trying to get him out of jail. Dude, he's if you watch the when you watch the documentary, all everybody involved is a scumbag. Yeah, the only thing about the one guy is he's kind of likable. He's definitely a racist because there's some video about uh, him being upset about not being able to say the n word. Did you see him running for? Yeah, he ran for president and for governor. When he ran for governor, dude, he got 19 percent of the vote. Yeah, that's insane. No, he's it's not. There. He's in there. We with have, f- look at our president. Know, it's not I insane. Know. You're right. You're right. It's not insane. It's just sad. But A hillbilly from New York won versus a hillbilly from Oklahoma. <laughs> the fact that Trump's a billionaire and you call them a hillbilly is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Beverly Hillbillies if I've almost, ever heard yeah, of it. I would almost rather have Joe Exotic as a president. No. <laughs> from what I've seen, God, no. He's just going to be fucking his entire cabinet. You want to you wanna get close to Joe? See, <laughs> you got to watch the, like, at times throughout the documentary, I started feeling bad for him. But okay. just, w- once you watch it, you Listen, understand. Listen, I understand. But yeah. I didn't want to leave it open. And we were going to talk about that, and I didn't. Wish I did. Yeah. Blew up. But, yeah. So, so you're recommending good, it to It's me. a good quarantine watch. Yes, most, okay. most certainly. Maybe go, next week. Go check it out. Maybe next week. Because I was going to, that was going to be the segment I was going to introduce was, at the end, we need to, like, recommend something we've watched, which I've been... I guess doing that without having a segment. Yeah, I've told you all about. Go watch my the Netflix Matrix watches. trilogy. They're all on Netflix right now. I saw now. that. God damn! I watched the uh, my me and my dad because um, we've just been stuck in the house. Uh, I I go over there at night and we watch. Basically, I've just been picking trilogies to watch. We watched Ip Man. If if you guys haven't watched those movies, just go watch. It's a great just kung fu classic. Yeah, I've been watching through the Harry Potters again. No, oh, hell yeah, that's a great quarantine yeah. watch. Um, but definitely Ip Man and Matrix. Yeah. Uncut Gems is out for rental and, and purchase now. So if you haven't seen that, Wait, definitely go watch definitely. Uncut Gems. Um, Kevin talk- Garnett's in there, right? Yeah. Okay. He plays a big character. And I was, uh, no disrespect to Kevin Garnett, I was genuinely impressed with his acting. A lot of basketball players that have transitioned to acting have done really well. Like, um, I thought it was going to be like, okay, he's just, but he did a really good job, like, playing it. Like, I thought, okay, he's just going to play himself, and that's right. easy to do. But he, I mean, he played a character in that movie. So, right. kind of a character. I mean, it was himself, himself, but a it was a character yeah, of himself. He did it extremely well. So, if you haven't seen that, go, go check it out. Um, so, for sneaker news, we don't have a ton to talk about. The Cinder Reflectives came out this morning. 
Um, I, Zach, the guy that sits by me at work, got a pair of the non-reflective Love cinders. Them. Awesome shoe. Way better looking in person. You can't you can't dislike a black three fifty. No, like, and it just it's, is a cool. It's like shoe. a. It's almost like like volcano like ash color like right. it's not even like a pure black when you look at it they kind of look gray they kind of look black mm-hmm. and they have they don't have a they have a gum bottom so it gives you like just enough contrast you are all about up. a gum bottom i like a gum sole like where you can see it all but it, yeah. you can just barely see it It goes up the toe and up the back so it's right. just enough contrast yeah. yeah um so those are coming we talked about the jordan seven hairs that come out on the eighth jake you, says they're gonna sell out gonna i go. think they're gonna sit no those are gonna go okay Let's right see. around Easter, which granted people aren't going to be spending as much time with loved ones and, and friends and family as they would at any normal time. In um, South Carolina, they would. Yeah, be. in South Carolina, it, <laughs> it'll be like Fourth of July on Easter. Um, the Jordan One Court Purples come out on the 11th, and there's some new Yeezys. Uh, the the Alva V3. The Alva. Yeah. Which is a black 700. I like I like the new 700 V3s. Oh, it's a beautiful shoe. It's a crazy silhouette. Um, I I like what I love what Kanye's been doing in regards with the newer sort of models that are coming out. I'm glad that he's not really leaning on the three. Oh, we already as found much. out that Sheck West is the brains behind you. Sheck Jesus. Did you watch his full size run? I did. Talking about how he helped design some. Dude, Yeezys? they had Clyde. Uh, oh my God, that's so disrespectful. Clyde, the guy Puma Clyde's. Oh okay, yeah, yeah, he was on there. And then the linens. I've seen a lot of people. Are hot on the linens. It's an interesting color. Why? Which ones? The the, the linens. Fours? No, these oh, these uh three fifty V twos. It's just a darker version of the butters. It looks like a moon rock. It looks like a throwback to the moon rock. Yeah, it's kind, kind of, of a blend between like the moon rock turtle dove and the butters. Yeah. It's okay. It's not some of the colors to me are so one off that I think they'd be hard to wear. Right. Like you'd have to wear like a very monochromatic outfit yeah. to rock that. For sure. Anything else? I like those retro about? sixes coming out, black and gold. That's, oh, a, that's a classic colorway. The Fear of God ones, an all-black Fear of God one, I did not realize that it would be the sexiest shoe on the screen right now. But the my problem God, is that it's $350. I know. And um, hopefully if there are any sugar mamas out there who are looking for a big Arabic man who's single and will take good care of you, if you want to get me a pair of those, I'm putting it out into the universe I'm I'm here, baby. Last week for Air Max Day, they dropped a pair of self-lacing Air Max, the Adapts. It was a, a shoe that they had not previously released. $400 the Adapts. Shoe. Yeah. The Adapts had come out twice. Yeah, it was $400. If I had that money, if this coronavirus thing wasn't going on, like my savings was big enough, I almost bought them. Yeah. Because that's just like a piece of tech. Like obviously if I like shoes, that's combining two things that I have like a passion for together. What I feel like about the Adapt series, which it is very cool because Nike really did have uh, disabled, people are disabled in mind when they yeah. made that shoe. Um, it is a, it is a cool looking shoe, but what it reminds me of is like when people first bought like a VCR. You know what yeah. I mean? Where it was like, God damn, dude, look how look how uh, high tech this is. And then like we're looking back at it now, like mm-hmm. so far and removed I mean, from it, you're like, God. Adidas is kind of, like they have the, what they're doing with the 4Ds, which is a, a technology that they're trying to make more affordable i like the adapts i think it would be a cool thing to own and i like that it kind of doubles down on what the air mags did for back to the future those were a self-lacing shoe in the they movie the lights yeah on they it. weren't really self-lacing but they were in the movie so i think it's kind of cool like hey we have this technology now we're gonna do it I-, I would like to have it but i'd like to see the price be a little lower yeah i'm all for i'm all for self-lacing shoes i i do think that we could see those in the future potentially being even a uh, norm in shoes yeah if we make it to the future yeah 
That's very, that's very. That's Last very night fair. we were watching TV and I look outside. I was like, damn, it's so, be- I, this was my sentence. I said, damn, it's so beautiful outside. We're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> like no punctuation just ran through that. It's so beautiful outside. We're going to die. Do you like those Yeezy 700? The, I don't, I don't like those at all. I don't like where they're printing like the 700. I'm tired of seeing the bullshit on the side, like the supply 350. It's very gaudy. It's, it's, it, well, the supply 350 was a little bit better because it was smaller and it was a, a bit little more, more subtle. But this 700, I mean, the only people I can see wearing this, honestly, rappers and Instagram influencers. Yeah. Like, I don't see anybody in day to day trying to pull those off. Uh, that, that does nothing for me. Nah, me. So, what you rocking today? I got the Vapor Maxes on. I went back a little deep into the archives. Got the all Remember black. when everybody thought those were going to be like the next shoe? Like mm-hmm. Travis was wearing those. That's right, I bought them. But you know what? After a year, they finally don't hurt my oh, feet. Oh, yeah. After wear. a year of blisters. They, yeah. they don't hurt anymore. <laughs> and it's not really that the shoe has changed. I just have calluses now. <laughs> you know what happened is my feet are so abnormally wide. You see my feet. Yeah. It's, it's atrocious. I have no egregious. arch. It's egregious. Yeah. That's the word. Word of the, of the day. Word of the podcast. Egregious. They're very flat. So any any Nike shoe really does take me a second to get used to. Jordans were kind of like that too. Even the yeah. fives were like yeah. painful. I'll speak to that. There is. I have several Nikes that are the same model There's over several there. Several Nikes. And they all feel different. Like I've got <laughs> two two pairs of 2007 Air Force Ones and they both fit different. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just the nature of it. Adidas always, I mean, from the moment I try on an Adidas shoe, it's, I mean, granted, a lot of runners are, they have more breathable materials, they stretch more, so I always have an easier time wearing those, but Nike, for some reason, dude, I just have to go through it. Adidas is doing a better job at balancing visual aesthetics with comfort, Mm -hmm. whereas I think some of Nike stuff is either it's comfort in mind and the shoe is atrocious or egregious (laughs) again, or it's a classic good-looking shoe and you have to compromise on the comfort because you want to wear a Jordan But let's also be honest. Both of us, we're on the flat-footed side, so it's not necessarily... Oh, no, I I got good arches in my feet. You got a high arch? Yeah. Oh, okay. So then I'll take your word for it. I almost went somewhere with that, and you know where I went. No one else knows what I'm talking about, but (laughs) I I almost went deep with that. Um, but I, I don't I don't tend to think of myself as the norm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I understand that a lot of shoes that companies make are not with me in mind. You know? Yeah. So I'm okay yeah, with I mean, it, even, I, I yeah, love even the, like, the Fear of God 1 is a good example of that. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think either of us would, would be able to pull that shoe off. Listen, I'll pull off those all black ones. Wear, you just wouldn't need black jeans. I'll go, I'll go all black fit. You know what I mean? That's me. That's me. Looking I just like do. came from a funeral. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, right. So you got on the Vapor Maxes, yeah, and khakis and and black t-shirt. Yeah, I'm, you black, know what though? I'm embracing long sleeve shirts. I like long sleeves, but the only problem is I can only wear them in the winter because if the, if it gets barely warm enough for me yeah. to push those sleeves up, I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna ruin the shirt because right. now my sleeves. Which I mean, look, I've, I kind of am guilty of yeah. that myself, but I am trying to stretched embrace... out like Alexis Texas. Ooh, bars. Yeah, shout out to Alexis Texas. Um, I got on the Human Races today. Hell yeah. Um, I don't know what model Oh, they I kind of like the... I like they the say, foot. They say breathe and, and thought. They're um, the NMD 350. They're, I mean, they're NMDs. Yeah, they're the NMD human races. Yeah. Uh, some, like, olive green khakis. Can you say that? Khaki is a material. Or is I almost wore the same color. Should have done it. We would have matched. And then I'm wearing a friend's graphic tee. I almost wore my white 350s, too. Would have been on it. We're podcast brothers. Yeah. 
<laughs> very cool. Very sweet fit. You do have a friend shirt. I will say, don't don't. Yeah, he doesn't fuck with friends. It's fine. Don't rep friends. But it's other fine. than that, you should have gotten the, those friends Kyrie's. Fuck that. <laughs> those Kyrie's are ungodly. Basura. Uncomfortable. I've worn the Squidward Kyrie's one time to put them on, and I've never worn them. Really? They're yep. that bad? Yeah, I'd rather strap bricks to my feet. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they're, they're, they're that. Is it just heavy? Sorry, Kyrie. K- K- Ky- Kyrie. <laughs> no, it's just a basketball shoe. Like, it, I, it's not uncomfortable. If I'm playing basketball in it, it gives you the support that you right. need to protect yourself and perform. But when you're just trying to get a fit off... Yeah. Foreign shoes hurt your feet, as Young Thug said. Yeah, it's just, for what I admire in shoes, the Kyries are not it. Yeah, but it's like a cool it's like a cool piece to have. like to. to yeah, the to Friends ones didn't off. do as well. Like, the SpongeBob ones were out. They were a hit. Yeah, yeah. and I, those will only gain value. I think the Friends ones would gain value, too, maybe, over no. time. Like, in 20 years, like, if, if you get to a big Friends anniversary and you had <laughs> those, you could hey, be like... if you're going to a Friends anniversary no, in no, no, 20 no. years, I mean, I don't, not you're going to one. Not going to one, but oh, like when okay. we get to like... Like when they celebrate. Yeah, like when it's been like 25 years since Friends ended. Like, that shoe may gain a little... Because the office should do a collab with Stan Smith and Adidas. That would be cool. I'm or Keds. You. They talked about Keds, Keds. On, on, the, on the office. Yeah, because that's a... That's I fuck with Keds. Shoe. That's a very Van silhouette. I could see them doing I'd like rock, I'd rock a pair of kids. I could see that. Let's talk about Thundercat. Let's do it. Pretty good album. <laughs> if we're gonna be that. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. That's it. Um, let's, let's be honest. With I knew it was gonna be good. Yeah. The previous one, um, what was that called? It had Kendrick on it. Um, Drunk. Yes. From 2017. That's one of my favorite. He's got Kenny, That's a lot he has of Kenny Loggins on that album. Yeah, he he is drunk and drank. The fact that he named the remix "Drank" is also really cool. It's a chopped and screwed remix of "Drunk," but "Drunk" received a lot of critical acclaim. Um, Thundercat for me, the biggest um, the biggest Thundercat uh, release or the first time I had been introduced to him was on "To Pimp a Butterfly" yeah. when he did the these Kendrick, walls. Yeah, the Kendrick cosign I think really helped propel. Thundercat. Not to say that he didn't have the talent to get here on his own, no. but I think he, he got a lot of exposure. He also worked Flying Lotus, yeah. which, um, I mean, F- Flying Lotus, if you guys haven't listened to, um, him and him and Kendrick have a song together called You're Dead, He did, he which did I work think with... Thundercat's on there, because there's a bass, bass line at the end that sounds a lot like something Thundercat would have done. But I don't know if he's mentioned in it, but... Flying Lotus, I thought, did a collab with somebody, and I'm trying to remember... Who it was, I don't remember. Uh, but they're very similar sound. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I think um, Thundercat dabbles more in kind of like the funk and the jazz, whereas Flying Lotus is more. I would say more ethereal. Yeah, he he even on um on your dead is that what it called yeah, yeah. on your dead. If you watch the music videos for that, it's a bit more like disturbing, a little bit of horror. On there, he has a song on um, pattern. Um, there's a song on there called Kill Your Friends, which, uh, I actually asked that to be played at prom and <laughs> how'd that go? <laughs> they were like, what's, what's going on? Can you go to that one and just play that song? Just play a little bit of it. But it, it, it definitely, kill your, kill your, kill coworkers. your coworkers. And, and I remember one of our teachers just looked at me side-eyed, but that's all it is. It's just an instrumental. Yeah. And 
I think I'm more a little more fond of Thundercat. Which that makes sense because you like the the Anderson Pack Venice album yeah, a lot. And it's more more electronic where I like Anderson Pack for more of the funk, the blues, more of like the kind of that classic mm-hmm. hip hop sound. Where I think that's what Thundercat I think may have over Flying Lotus. I think the reason why I, I I gravitate towards that more futuristic sound is is the fact that I'm so I'm so obsessed with internet culture and with a lot of the like chill cow anybody who's really making sort of like lo-fi even production I kind of like that more and Flying Lotus is definitely embedded in that sort of internet sound um, uh, if Cosmonaut um, is another is another crazy album of his, but going back to Thundercat, Thundercat definitely his biggest moments um, for Drunk and for this album as well is the fact that he is leaning on that funk sound. There's a lot of jazz, which I've I've said this many times. I, I'm a huge jazz fan because of my dad, and I played this album yesterday. My parents have a sound system at their house, and I played this for them yesterday, and my mom just every song that came on, she's like, oh, I love this. Yeah, oh, I, I think this, this is a this is an album that you could play for anybody, even if they don't like hip-hop, and they're going to get something out of it. It's definitely more of a funk album than it is a hip-hop album, too. Like, I, I wouldn't even really classify this as hip-hop. Yeah, they, they classify it's R&B. R&B soul. Yeah, I, it definitely is more of a soul album. From the beginning, um, which is three tracks, Lost in Space, Great Scott, 2226. Um, he, I mean, right away, it just absorbs you into that jazz and funk sound it feels like he's going back to the 60s almost mm-hmm. with this sound uh and i think I, sometimes i think some artists use that throwback as a crutch where they don't do really anything original with it but i think what thundercat has is his extraordinary talent as a basis yeah when you add that yeah. extra texture and layer to it that's what i think gives it its originality and a good example of that is on Houseway, yeah. which if he, I mean, I can't imagine what his fingers look like playing that. Like, really how? Really how? It's just, he's such an ungodly talent in that regard. He definitely is very eccentric. Um, if you see interviews of him, his image, uh, he really just looks like somebody who's who loves yeah, his, and he, his work. He even mentions, like, how kind of eccentric he is that with the little audio clip it was Zach Fox talking about the in the airplane he's like who's that shiny black guy out there in the do-rag and he goes oh is that Thundercat he's getting head yeah. too <laughs> oh no I, I like Thundercat a lot Steve like, Lacey too huge yeah, shout from out the to internet. Steve Lacey man you, you guys really need to go and listen to his solo work as well yeah. and I like that he's getting I mean this project is, is huge so I think it'll get a lot of shine. I'm glad that both of this. Steve Lacey and Sid are both kind of getting their own props. Marv Marshall separately. needs to get yeah. his props. I think he will soon too. Um, the internet in general was re- is really a talented, The band, not the internet. Right. The band. Fuck the internet but also the internet as a band yeah. <laughs> is uh, very just talented and um, really great great just quartet of artists. Yeah. No, th- this is something I think that will continue, at least for me, to get played throughout the year. Uh, I don't know how it'll stack up when we get to, like, the, the end of year playlist. Because mm-hmm. you kind of have to be in the mood to listen to this. Like, there's not any one song on here. Maybe Dragon Ball Do-Rag that yeah. would, could get played. Like, any time it would come on, I wouldn't skip it. Uh, but you do have to be, it's, it's definitely mood music. I like Miguel's Happy Dance a lot. I like Houseway. I love Dragon Ball Do-Rag. 
Um, Fair Chance, I could put on pretty much any time. Existential Dread is really good. And um, the first track, Lost in Space. Yeah, I told you before we started, I wish Ty Dolla Sign would move more into like a soul R&B lane than trying to rap. He he definitely... I like, think the thing I about like Ty him. Dolla Sign is... I don't. I think he, he he looks like somebody who has a lot of industry friends and connections that he can kind of do whatever he yeah, wants he, and can make a career. That's it. It's almost like he has like the potential. And don't take this the wrong way to be like a Post Malone who can tackle any sound and do it well. Yeah. But he just. I don't know. I, I would just rather hear him do this. Like I like him with live instrumentation, way 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 better than when he's just on a hip hop beat. His background, if I'm not mistaken, is gospel music. Yeah. Correct. So I think a lot of artists that transition from that gospel sound uh, do do very well on soulful production. And Ty Dolla Sign, I haven't always given him his props. To be fair, I've been kind of critical of some of his work. Well, it's easy to be because yeah, you, you get hit with such a spectrum. Like it's a bit generic if you listen to Be. And yeah. you know, I know you know Beach House very well. So like Beach House Three, I mean, it was kind of just a bit. No, it was, was kind of that one? track Free, sound. Free TC, that was like his first mm-hmm. album. It just I don't didn't, know, but didn't do anything to me. Like really? that's what's so upsetting. Like I didn't really start like, damn, Ty Dolla Sign is talented, until he had a song uh, uh, to pimp, not to pimp butterfly, Life of Pablo. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, damn, this dude can really sing. And then the song he did with Mac Miller, Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, shit, this dude can really, really sing. But then yeah. you hear him on his solo project, and it's just not it. It's just not it as much. Um, Gambino, also, I mean, we're just going to talk about the features here. Before we go to Gambino, Lil B, um, it was a very small feature, but it worked so well. Better um, than a 100-track album. <laughs> I've been listening to that on repeat pretty much since quarantine started. I, I hope you're all, talking about Fair Chance and not the 100... All six hours. Well, well <laughs> and it's not on repeat. It's been for all of quarantine. You've been listening to Lil B. <laughs> Day two. 79 of quarantine. He's got this big, long beard. The Lil B album's still going... <laughs> Dude, that's the most thing. That's the thing I'm most excited about. This beard about to get thick, dude. I'm, I'm. I'll yeah, post pictures. Don't worry. Me yep. too. <laughs> Jake's working on his. Yeah. He's almost as a five o'clock. Smooth yet. as a porpoise oh, up look here. Look at that mustache. Oh, I know. Dude, I haven't shaved in like a week. You need to. Get, are you gonna grow your mustache? I, if it gets to a point where I don't have to go into people's houses anymore, maybe just, <laughs> to, just to be like, nah, I'm out of quarantine. <laughs> we need to post a picture of we'll, a weekly we'll post update. on the hooks lines and hip hop page. Of our beard after uh, beards or mustaches at the end of the thirty days. <laughs> no, my if if I really tried to grow one, it would like just get patchy. Like sections no, 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 of it would just grow. Just grow in. the stash, dude. The stash no, is bro. coming in. Look like you could have a real cop stash. Look like Brandon Dunn. When we become male strippers, that's gonna be a great look. When we become <laughs> hooks, lines, and hip hop podcast slash male stripper service. Yeah. Um, this I would feel comfortable enough rating this one because it is an album. Yeah, the other too. one, Knowledge, is was more of a beat tape. It is. Um, also, I want to say I wish, and I told Jake this before we started. I wish I was a bit more musically inclined. Had I played an instrument, I could speak more on this one. But really, the only thing I can tell you guys about, um, without confusing our listeners, is uh, if you're really into just traditional soul music. If you ever grew up listening to anything like a Marvin Gaye, um, you can't help but love this this type of yeah. this type of album. And also, I mean, Thundercat as a bassist is seriously one of the most talented people on the planet. Thank you, Siri. Hey, hey seriously is what <laughs> going again it gets her going. Hey, seriously. Um, but 
it's truly it's truly a, a pleasant listen from start to finish. It's only about 35 minutes. And I think for me, that's been the common theme in albums that I enjoy are ones that are concise. Yep. Because it's very easy in the streaming era to make a two-hour-long album and only like four songs. Scorpion. <laughs> Eternal Take. Um, <laughs> no offense. I actually, True. the more I've been listening to Eternal Take, it's just a vibe. You know, you got me in the mood for it. But it is, um, it, it's, it, I can appreciate when artists take an album seriously. You know, yeah. and that's what Thundercat has done. Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats Unlocked has done very well. Uh, is it, it's a full it's a full offering of what the artist can do. Yeah, and I think he has a lot of exposure to that because he's worked with people who have very focused albums. A couple episodes ago, I think it was actually on Jay Electronica's episode, we talked about other artists that can do a long album that's focused, like. Kendrick. I'm so glad you brought yeah, him that, up. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. I have a quote from him, too, that I wanted to read at the end. Perfect. What he, like, we mentioned to Pimp a Butterfly, like, how Kendrick has had a focused album, and it's never, like, it's always on theme. I think that's where Thundercat can stay focused and, and really lock in and hit that 37-minute, and you never get a, a spot in the album where you're bored. Yeah, no. There's not, there's literally not a track on there that I would skip, and that's, uh, that's saying a lot. Yeah, because like like I said, it's it's kind of a for me, it's like mood music. I have to get out and be like, okay, this is a this is an album that you play start to finish. Eight Oh Eights and Heartbreak is like that for me. Like that's an album you put on because you want to hear the album. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of albums like that. A lot of Kendrick's albums. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy for me too. I and even some, even those like you can pull songs like like Power. Some of the like Monster. Those are big standout hits. But there are Devil some in albums. Red dress. Yeah, there's oh. some albums that. There's not really a song that steals the show. It's good because the whole project is Dragon good. Ball Durag steals the show for me. It's just the only reason why is because it's so catchy. Yeah, it's, and it's probably the it's most clearly the single of the of the yeah, album. It's, it's the most. I don't want to say commercial because Thundercat's not commercial, but Black it's the Quails too. It's I the most. I, I don't know how to say what I'm. I'm thinking commercial. Kind of, yeah, take that how you will. It's yeah. not really commercial, but it's the. It's not the closest. Out. It's not. It's not a negative thing. It's just that this is oh. Um, I know what you're thinking of. Accessible. Yeah, it's somebody that may not be a fan of Thundercat may could listen to that and be like, oh, okay. That's what I would say about this whole project, actually, is for anybody who hadn't really listened to Drunk in the past, because that one is a bit longer, um, it's a bit more of a deep dive, I think that Thundercat did a great job of, of putting an album out that is accessible to mainstream fans, to people who may have heard of him because of his work with other artists. This is definitely the album I would say to start with and then go into that into Thundercat's rabbit hole from there. Yeah. I'm giving it an eight. Yeah, I, I'm very comfortable giving it that as well. I mean, I, it, and it would score higher if it were something that was a little more accessible to me. Like I said, you have to be in the mood for it. It's something that when it comes on, like if I'm not in the mood to hear that, I'm probably going to skip whatever comes on because you want the contextual references going start to finish. I, I, I think I could still pull tracks off of this one that, that have made my 2020 list. The only difference is this is more of a R&B album. And for my list, it, I like to keep it closer to hip-hop. Yeah. Traditional hip-hop. But, yeah, this is this is definitely... For my mid-year list, it'll definitely make the mid-year top, top 10 or top 5, whatever we decide to do. Yeah, maybe. Good projects. I was really happy with both of these. Yeah. So what have you been listening to outside of uh, Knowledge and 
Thundercat. Netflix and Deal. Oh, oh yeah? through Greedo and Katie. Yeah, I know you texted me talking about that. We had, we had mentioned maybe reviewing that one when we it came out. We never got around to it. Because both you and I had... I mean, honestly, when I heard it last year, I was like, this is just whatever to me. Yeah, I listened to it twice, and it, there was nothing like offensive, nothing that I was like, I can't get with this. It just it didn't strike me as as good. I want to give everybody songs to listen to off that project. Um, disco Shit. Um, Life... Uh, Beg Your Pardon with Maxo Cream and Blue People with Vince Staples. Those are four tracks that I, I think anybody could get into. Um, been listening to Eternal Take. Uh, let's see what else here. I'm going to go to my recently played. Give you all a few more. Um, Tusi Slide with Drake, which I think we should hit on real quick. Did, yeah. we, did we talk about that one? We didn't. In the we movie. didn't. You said oh, Frank Ocean put out two new tracks. Yeah, I saw that. So just talk on Dear that. Dear April and Kaido. Those two tracks you could buy on vinyl. And once all those vinyls got shipped, he put the songs on streaming. So if you That's bought cool. the vinyl, you got the opportunity to hear it first, which is, is a cool, cool format. I That's like cool. that in the streaming era, kind of those things. That's going to be nostalgia. Like you're always mm-hmm. going to remember, oh, man, I got that vinyl. In a the lot mail. Of, and Frank Ocean loves doing that sort of limited release of, of his project. Yeah. Veteran, but, JPEG Mafia, and Jesus is King. I went Lulu. back to that a couple days ago. You did? Mm-hmm. Jesus is King? Yeah. Uh, and Lamb Over Rice, Action Bronson. If we ever do get to go to his... Uh, we'll go. It, it, things will straighten out eventually. I hope so. Um, no, to talk about Tuesday Slide. Right? It's, it's going <laughs> to it's gonna do well on hip hop. I mean, on TikTok. I've already seen it on TikTok a lot. Kind of boring of a song. It never really climaxes. It just... It's just a slowly, slow, 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 steady incline, and then it's over. Right. Um, Tycoon with Future also dropped. Another kind of, I would say, a bit more of a low-key sort of single from him. I don't think it really hit with the impact that it that a, a Future track would in the past. They did put Beast Mode 1 on iTunes, by the way. Yeah, so I saw that. Definitely a good listen if you guys want to check that out. Went back a couple nights ago and listened to Igor. Um, Tootsie yeah. slides I, in there. Are you feeling Igor anymore now? I, mean, I, than when I it never, came out? I never disliked it. You give it it's, a seven. It's a ten, but it's I wouldn't okay. say it's a ten. It's a ten. I'd probably give it somewhere between eight and a nine now. Okay. I told you when we listened to it that it would grow on me, but yeah. Um, I found this. I, I don't even. It's called Decca Classics. It was a playlist of like all cello music. I played it the other night to go to okay. sleep. Um, some of it like. Uh, there's a few covers like the Hallelujah song. Um, it's just some, some classical music. Al Green Essentials, as always. Um, if there's one Willie Nelson album I could ever suggest to anybody, even if you don't like country music, it's called, I don't even know why that one popped up. It's called Stardust. It's a lot of covers. Um, Stardust is a cover that I don't even know who the original writer of Stardust was. Yeah. Georgia on my mind. It's a really good, really Georgia good song. On my mind is or a really good album if you like that. Passion, Pain, and Demons Lane. Still been spinning the Chilled Cow playlist a good bit. Man, shout out to Chilled Cow. We've mentioned y'all throughout yeah, the entire... Not sponsored by. Astral World. I even went back and listened to Eternal Take. Skins has still made it up there. Um, we we talked about that, I think, on the last episode. It, that one definitely... I mean, Train Food Alone and um, Whoa, Mind and All. Even though that's a bit unfinished, I like that. Kids See Ghosts. Um, Rex, Rex Orange, Orange County. County. Okay. Not his most recent album, the one before that Apricot Princess. Apricot Princess is um, 808s and Heartbreak, Channel some new Orange. edition. You little Allison yeah, for you guys. Tabitha hates the song Firefly, so I played it the other day. <laughs> that's, that's why so it's mean. on there. Yeah. That's so um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Very cool. 90s soft rock essentials. 
Okay, well, don't say that one. <laughs> well, don't say Come that on. one. Come on, you don't like you 2 and Sarah McLaughlin and Counting Crows? I'm good on all The Goo Goo Dolls? The Goo Goo Dolls? I knew... <laughs> what's Madonna. that other, what's that other one that there. has a weird name? Um, Death Cab for Cutie. Yeah, that's kind of an odd name. Yeah. Yeah, go check out Soft Rock. Hey, don't. Hey, how about don't and say you did? All right, for the writing prompt this week, we've already touched on this subject, so we can expound on it a little more. Okay. If you could sit down with any outlaw or criminal, past and present, who would it be, why, and what would you ask them? Uh, I'll let you go first. <laughs> um, and if you, if you say Joe Exotic, I'm killing you. Lil Wayne. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Lil Wayne. Uh, you know, he. I would kind of ask him, like, like, what was it like writing Pussy Monster? <laughs> well, I was eating somebody, and I smell my, I lift my top lip, and I can still smell her. I, I swallow know. my spit, and I can still taste her. <laughs> Shout out, I'll, I'll do respect. Shout out to Lil Wayne, because yeah. he's been doing interviews lately, dude. Yeah, Sounds very sober. Shopping. He's very pleasant. He's really, like, coming into that legend yeah, granddad. No, no. But if I, if I really wanted to talk to a talk to a criminal, I, I guess it'd be like Bernie Madoff, because I just want to know like you stole all this people's money. How, how do you, you sleep so in jail? Money? Yeah, how do you sleep in how jail? How do you sleep at night? Like, <laughs> like you like took people's retirement money and just fucked fucked everything up for them. Um, yeah, Bernie Madoff. Because I do uh, admire white white collar crimes. I, I admire white crime. <laughs> I do admire white collar crime because I think that our judicial system in general is a lot more lenient on those people. They they go to cushier prisons. So I would want to see like kind of like what was federal prison like for you and um how do you sleep at night stealing 80-year-old women's money? Yeah, that's good. I I kind of have two. Okay. Joe Exotic not being one. Okay, I, he God. does seem like an entertaining individual. A conversation <laughs> with him would be entertaining. I'm, he just I'm called me. He called me a sand N-word and told me to leave. Like, that's basically Probably. all I can see. Um, no, I have two. I think a conversation with Jeffrey Dahmer would be interesting. Okay. Because... A little weird. Yeah, it is a little... I think, but like, maybe behind, like, a glass so I don't get eaten. You know, there are interviews of him with his dad. Have you seen those? Mm-hmm. I think the reason interviewing him would be interesting is just because of how everybody talked about him. Like they were like, we're shocked. This guy was like the nicest guy ever. So like, I think kind of understanding that would be good. Um, But on a more serious, like Robin Hood, this is very old, but is he real? Well, I mean, it was legend. I don't know if there's like, how how can history is written by the people who won. So let's be fair. (laughs) That's true. But the whole like, just appeal of him was that he was robbing from the rich and giving to the needy, which Bernie is Sanders. yeah, which is kind of something that is still talked about today. And I wouldn't necessarily say it's robbing from the rich. It's just that's a whole another lane of politics that we don't want to get into. One percent of the one percent. Yeah, but I would have liked to see like how that actually started. And the reason being that I brought that up, I watched the movie the other day, um, and this is not a recommend. And if I piss any cinema people off, I'm sorry, but. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. It's mm-hmm. um, Kevin Costner. And the reason I watched it is because of the people who are in it. Kevin Costner and Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman plays... Um, God? No, he he plays... And forgive me for this too. I, it was some Arabic character. Um, like he was from Africa but spoke... But he was like this very like holy guy. And he was trying to change Kevin Costner. But the people that were in it... Oh, and um, what's his name? Professor Snape and Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman's in it too. R.I.P. So when I saw the cast list, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. 
<laughs> it was like two and a half hours long. After like um, a minute or hour and forty minutes in, I was like, "This is really shitty," but I've come this far. I might as well finish. We might it. get another one star review now because of this. maybe. <laughs> but like the legend around Robin Hood, he's had a lot of movies. I think that would be very cool. Like what really it's what what pushed you to rob from the rich and give it to the needy? Al Capone because he's a sociopath. Yeah, that would be a good one too. Al Chapo would be a good one. If you could speak, I don't. I don't speak Spanish that fluently. So. I get it. You get a translator. Yeah, there's some cool ones, I guess. Shout out to all the criminals. <laughs> okay. All right, now you got a very interesting playlist pulled up. Which, by the way, when I was listening to the Thundercat album, this person came up. Yes, rest in, in peace, mind. Bill Withers. Died of coronavirus complications. Damn, did he really? I think that's what they said. Oh my God, was that recent? Yeah, yesterday, like oh, this week. Fuck, R.I.P. Bill Withers. Yeah. I did not know he died. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's sad. Some of his biggest songs, Lean On Me, Ain't No Sunshine. I Ain't No Sunshine. If you put, listen, play, go watch the Gears of War uh, commercial with that song in there. It's one of the saddest trailers you'll ever see. Incredible song. Yeah. Yeah, this is some heart complications. Um, he was already kind of sick, I'm yeah. sure. He dies at 81. I mean, you, still, my my great uncle got the flu at eighty and died. I mean, at, at that age, the, mo, the most minor things, yeah, it, the most minor things can kill you. Uh, we wanted to pay a little tribute to Bill Withers. Obviously, very synonymous with the sound that Thundercat has. Bro, you can't be coughing. The neighbors will like report me. They'd be like, the dude in, in the the unit next to us been coughing. I had the CDC and the who up in here. I'm just clearing my throat, guys. I, I've been I've been checking my temperature. I've been doing all all the things you need to do. Yeah. Which all of you should do as well. Yes, wash your fucking hands. Also, yeah, you I, should do that without coronavirus, exactly. to be honest. You know what? That's the thing that we need to pull from this is clearly we were not on our sanitar- sanitary ship before, but hopefully that'll change a oh, lot more I have a feeling a lot of things. I don't think we're ever going to shake hands again. I'll be honest with you. I, I avoided that to Anyways, before coronavirus. Yeah, so did my sister, too. She and it was wasn't that, like, for, I just... I'm not going to be the one that says, oh, I don't shake hands. Like, if somebody initiates it, I'll shake their hand. Like but I'm dab. not, yeah, I'm not, like, part of that, like, good old boy, like, white, I mean, white people love shaking hands. Like, you could really piss a white people, off, a white person off by saying, I don't shake hands. Yeah. Like, and I've seen that firsthand. And that Don't is kind sh- of like a hit. Yeah, I just, if, if somebody's going to shake my hand, like, I'm not going to be that guy that says, no, I don't shake hands. I'll shake your hand, but I just, it's kind it's, of an out. It's played out. A lot of our generation really were fist bumping, elbow touching. I like the foot, the double tap on the feet. Have you seen that lately? Yeah. I, I love had a, that. I had a, like sixty-year-old man. Let's do it right now. Just give me, just give me a quick yeah. tap. Thank you. Bro. So these are. I can't be doing that with yeah. light shoes. No, it's on. all right. You're good. But it's a. I like that. Like, nah, fam. These are Yeezys. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be hard if you have the drip I'm on. Knocking penny loafers with you. Knocking um, <laughs> penny loafers. <laughs> Play this Bill Withers song. Yeah, dude. let's ride out. Ain't no sunshine. Bill Withers, rest in peace. Until next time, we'll see you. We love y'all. It's not warm when she's away. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And she's always gone too long. Anytime she goes away. Wonder this time where she's gone Hey everybody, thanks for listening to another episode of Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. We appreciate you spending your time with us. Don't forget to share us with your family and friends. 
Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HLHPO. Once again, that's HLHPO. Thanks for the support, and until next time, see